Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. talk about desegregation. Uh, did it work? Uh, I have lived through all these years. <laughs> Back in the 60s when we had the crisis in black and white, there was a book actually written, Crisis in Black and White, <clears throat> here in the United States, which I bought and read. And now here we are. We're 56 years later, and where are we now? Because the black people are still screaming about racism, you know, and the white people are still preferring to be with white people. But in the meantime, the Chinese and the Japanese and the Filipinos and the Koreans have all come to this country in large numbers. And they established their own culture here, and they live in their own neighborhoods uh, without screaming for any special rights. I mean, they just seem to be happy just to be here in America. I mean, the land of liberty, the home of the brave and the free. And they start their businesses and they create lovely neighborhoods and their children go to the school nearby. And they're usually the smartest kids in the class. The city of Irvine, California, which is almost 50% Asian now, continues to be either the number one or the number two safest city in the United States in the last several years. There's a very strong family structure in the Asian community, and the children are encouraged towards excellence. That's the only thing that's acceptable. And then the other large culture that is widespread in the U.S. is the Mexican culture. And you notice I'm using the words culture, word culture. I prefer that to race. I mean, we're just one big human race. But we are many, many cultures. So the other large culture that is widespread in the U.S. is the Mexican culture. And, you know, they don't scream for their rights. They they don't feel oppressed. They can't wait to come to this country. And you know what? They know how to do everything. <laughs> they can clean houses and fix cars and paint and put on roofs and do landscaping. I mean, our in this uh, retirement community where I live, the entire uh, contingency of workers that takes care of this place, keeping up all the buildings and taking care of all the land and everything, is done by Mexicans. They can cook, they can do plumbing and electrical work. They're very skilled labor. They can do tile or 
wood flooring. They can do carpentry. But you know what? They'll also work at McDonald's and Burger King, and they clean hotel rooms. They'll babysit. They'll drive a bus or a cab. And they have a very loving family structure of a mom and a dad in a home. And they have a strong religious faith in God with moral values, and they teach their children honesty and hard work and loving and being loved. You know, actually, the 14th Amendment that guaranteed civil rights to black people after their emancipation from slavery is now corrupting our society. This amendment has served its purpose, and it now desperately needs to be repealed. The 14th Amendment was never meant to secure citizenship for babies born of non-citizens. It was never meant for this purpose. No other country in the world grants citizenship to a baby born in their country unless the parents of the baby are citizens of that country. If a U.S. citizen has a baby born in France, that baby is a U.S. citizen, not a French citizen. And if a U.S. citizen happens to be in Canada or Mexico when it's time for their baby to be born, that baby is a U.S. citizen, not a Canadian or a Mexican. So if a Mexican is in this country and not a citizen of this country and they have a baby, that baby should be a Mexican citizen, not a U.S. citizen. And because of the misuse now of the 14th Amendment, You know, complete citizenship packages now are sold to unwed mothers all across the the world to be able to come here and have their baby born here so it'll be a U.S. citizen. Whole apartment complexes are set up for these foreigners to stay in while they're here for a month or two months or three months until their baby is born. And that package includes their hospitalization for the baby's birth, complete with birth certificate. And then they can stay here because their baby is a U.S. citizen. And now they qualify for our tremendous welfare and public assistance programs for their little U.S. citizen baby. Aid to dependent children and food stamps and HUD housing and free health care. All because the 14th Amendment has now been extended beyond the black community, which was all it was ever meant to cover to all babies born here. So now the Mexican culture has really been corrupted because the baby is born, becomes a U.S. citizen, can get the benefits of the U.S. citizenship, so the Mexicans aren't getting married. So they can get aid to dependent children and food stamps and HUD housing for their U.S. citizen baby. You know, in my business, when the white community began to just live together and not get married, The bulk of my wedding business became the Mexicans because they were still getting married because they were Catholic and they believe in the sacrament of marriage. But now they believe in getting as much of the benefits of welfare that are available in this country. So they don't get married as much as they used to. So we need to repeal the 14th Amendment now because its original purpose to guarantee to blacks the rights as citizens of the U.S., has been accomplished. The Civil War caused more deaths on behalf of this cause than all of the other wars put together in the history of the U.S. 
there has been more blood on the ground in support of blacks having all of the advantages and rights of being full citizens of the United States. And they have all of the educational opportunities. They have a myriad of welfare programs to help them until they can become independent and self-sufficient and take care of themselves. They have every opportunity that everyone else has. At this time in our history, I believe that desegregation was the most debilitating and abjectly the worst thing we have ever done for the black people. Chief Justice Earl Warren wrote in the majority opinion of the Supreme Court that separate educational facilities are inherently unequal. In looking at this statement today, it's just unbelievable to me that this conclusion could have been reached in the first place And then, in the second place, how was it ever allowed? What this is saying is that there is an inherent condition within the black person that makes it impossible for him to elevate himself, to educate himself, or to be responsible for himself. If something is inherent, It means existing as an essential constituent or characteristic. Black people, listen to me. This statement just flatly says that a black person does not have the essential characteristics within his creation as a black person to be able to be equal to the white person. If I was a black person, I would be so totally and completely insulted and humiliated. But I am a white person, and what I see in Detroit and Indianapolis and Gary, Indiana and Chicago and Ferguson and in Los Angeles during the riots out here is a people whose culture is based in survival by self-destruction. You know, white people just are never going to understand why black people would ever burn down another black person's business or why the number one cause of death of the black man in the United States is murder by another black man. We'll just never understand it. You know, President Obama has written in his book, Dreams of My Father, about the black culture. His mother was white, and he was raised in the white culture. But he wondered about his dad. So he took a trip to Kenya, and he learned about the black culture. The black culture is one of primitive, simplistic human needs provided in rhythm with the earth. Rhythm is probably the strongest characteristic of the black person, and it manifests in the black music, in in their incredible sports ability, and in sex. But two-thirds of the people in Africa live in very simple ways without running water or electricity or sanitation, And although most statistics say that they all do have cell phones, which would suggest that they have information about how other people live, 
they seem content to not make any changes on their own in their in their culture. There is not a traditional family structure either. Men can have many sexual partners, and the women raise the children by themselves. Sound familiar? And this has been true from the beginning for thousands and thousands and thousands of years because there has been very little natural evolution within the African community. And this is why, as a white person, I also cannot understand why a black man would want to be called African-American. Why would anybody want to identify with that kind of a beginning? Why would anybody want to identify with cultural stagnation? And President Obama said after visiting those areas in New Orleans that were devastated when the levees broke on Lake Pontchartrain from the rains of Katrina, these people are still living better here in the U.S. than their forefathers are living in Kenya today. American blocks have a home with a roof and a floor, with an inside toilet and running water, with electricity and usually with air conditioning, food to eat, free education. So you know what? I just don't know why black people feel that calling themselves African Americans make them seem better than when they were just called black people. I would not want to identify with that type of of a situation. I think that black people are still being manipulated and controlled in their thinking as much as they were when they were slaves. And I have lived through all the names slave, nigger, cotton picker, colored people, Negro, black people, and now the current identification as African Americans. It seems to me like the black person wants to be anything but a black person. And I don't think it serves the black man at all to be called African-American. It identifies him with a culture that is always going to strangle him with a cultural bias that he cannot ever overcome. Why isn't being a free American enough? Why isn't it enough to be a U.S. citizen? I wouldn't give up my U.S. citizenship for anything that the world has to offer elsewhere. And it seems to be enough for all of the other cultures of the world who have come here to live in freedom for all, with the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And now to my subject, desegregation. None of the other cultures of the world seem to need to integrate themselves into communities beyond their own cultural familiarities in some attempt to be, to not be what they are. Chinese people are perfectly happy living in an all-Chinese community. In fact, they choose to do so. And this is not true for all of the Asian, not only true for all of the Asian cultures, but for many of the European immigrants who have come here as well. I mean, there's a solid Italian community in most cities the Hill is well known in the St. Louis area. You can go there and get the best Italian food in the world outside of Italy. Real Italian food, not pizza. <laughs> and the Germans and the Dutch and the French and the Jews have all been happy to establish local communities of like-minded people. 
In fact, the word ghetto was originally used in Europe as a place where Jews lived. And their power individually was in their membership in the community. And they chose to be a part of the community where there was understanding and support than to try to make it on their own in a hostile environment. I think that most of you know that the Jews were slaves of the Egyptians before for over 400 years before Moses came forth to lead them out of Egypt into the promised land. And from slavery, they went to living in the ghettos of the world after the dispersion. But today, Jews are now the most educated and the wealthiest people in the world. And they would not agree with a public welfare system that keeps a person dependent and a slave to the system. A ghetto is an area where like-minded people of a specific culture live together. A ghetto was never uh, originally a slum or a place where poor people lived. It only took on that definition after the emancipation of the slaves, and the black people all lived together at the beginning, and it was a place of poverty and slum conditions, and this is pretty much still true in some major cities here in the U.S. where there is a high concentration of black people living together. But Mexicans who come to this country do not create ghettos. They're a family-oriented culture that works together to help each other. They'll live two and three families together in one home in order to make it. And everybody works, and everybody helps each other. They love and respect one another, and they have skills. They can do anything. I believe that the open border situation that has allowed the great migration of Mexicans into this country has hurt the black man worse than anything else because the Mexican is a skilled worker and is so happy to have a job. They work hard, and they have wonderful attitudes of gratefulness and thankfulness. They're loyal, and they give 100% into what they do. And so they've taken all of the jobs that black people could have been prepared to take as they moved from being slaves and being able to be free to take care of themselves. And now we have the immigration problem because we can't do without these Mexican workers. They do everything that Whitey doesn't want to do anymore. So the key to not being poor is to work. And in order to get a job, you have to know how to do something. (laughs) And just desegregating the ghettos and moving black people into white neighborhoods and into white schools didn't provide the black people with any skills to be able to establish a life for themselves that is self-sustaining and independent, like the life that a white person has. I believe what we should have done was to go into the ghettos and set up trade schools taught by black people. It didn't work to take black kids and put them in a classroom with white kids taught by white teachers. It was a totally foreign environment for them with language and cultural barriers that couldn't be breached. And not only that, but just to indicate to a black person that he's inherently not able to elevate himself and that he still needs Whitey to take care of him is an overriding, subliminal philosophy that keeps the black man lesser than, dumber than, needy and dependent upon, and therefore a failure. 
So they blame Whitey because it must be Whitey who's keeping them from being able to have a life like a white person. But this isn't true. A black person has to be able to be willing to admit that he needs to be educated and trained, and the black person needs to be willing to accept responsibility for himself, not asking for someone else to do something for him. He has to be willing to do whatever is necessary to be independent and self-sufficient for himself first and then for the others in his community. It would have been better to take a group of black people and prepare them to teach so that they could speak the language and work within the culture on a black face to black face basis. If our court system wants to mandate something, then let them mandate that a black child today must learn how to do something (laughs) where he or she can earn a living because without skills, there is no job. And there are jobs available. I am so sick of hearing that there aren't any jobs. Everywhere I go here in Orange County, there are signs in the windows. We are hiring. There are jobs available. But if you don't know how to do something, you're not going to be able to get a job. And you're going to have to start at the bottom. No one starts at the top anyway, unless you're born into a family who owns a business. And even then... When I took the tour of the Anheuser-Busch Beer Brewery in St. Louis, our tour guide was the grandson of Mr. Anheuser. And he said that the rule of the family was that you started at the bottom and you did every single job all the way up to the top. He had just graduated from college, and his first job with the company was tour guide. When my son graduated from college back in the 70s, we were in one of those downturns that our economy cyclically takes, and the only job he could get was working as a helper on a moving truck for one of the local moving companies in our town. Now, the driver of the truck was a black man who had a fourth-grade education, and my son, the college graduate, was his helper. He did this for nine months and worked like a dog, And then a friend of ours who knew that he had been working on a moving truck heard about an opening with another moving company in town, and he recommended my son for the job. And he got the job because he had experience. (laughs) So his beginning job was in logistics, and he worked with – 10 other people who worked out the loads, you know, that each one of the moving trucks would take all around the country. And today, he is in charge of the entire safety department for the largest moving company in the U.S., in charge of 7,518 wheelers out there on our roads moving goods all across the U.S. every day. And remember, Oprah started as a part-time journalist working for a small local radio station in Nashville. But her first job was working at a grocery store at the corner of her neighborhood where she lived in Nashville. You know, those first jobs that we do teach us how to be a good employee, how to be responsible, get to work on time, and get the work done on time. Do our best and be attentive and careful about what we are being paid to do. 
And if we don't have a car, we learn how to take the bus and use public transportation, and we learn how to follow directions and to do our work within the rules and regulations. I ran my own business, and I was the one who made the rules and regulations for my business. And I learned why we have rules and regulations. And every time I would break one of my own rules, I would reap a series of consequences that would only reinforce to me why I had set that rule in place in the first place. And you learn how to respect the rules. And you learn how to treat people kindly and with genuine caring, like you would like to be treated. First jobs are so valuable And many times they are the make-it-or-break-it moment in our life because a work history is about the most important thing that you can do for yourself. And my granddaughter learned this the hard way because she was popping around from job to job until she couldn't get hired again. No company wants someone to come into their organization with that kind of an attitude. A company invests time and their own money in the training of a new employee And that new hire isn't worth anything to that company. For the first six months that they're on the job, they're just learning their job, making mistakes and costing the company money, not making the company money. So her mother finally talked a friend of hers into giving my granddaughter another chance. And we told her, girl, you need to decide right now that you're going to work for this company a minimum of two years no matter what. Do what they tell you to do. Obey the rules and regulations. Show them that you care about the company and show them that you will give them your best effort on their behalf. And she has. And what she's found out is that she has leadership abilities. And at 24 years old, she's now in charge of the shop (laughs) where eight mechanics work on cars. She's the only female in the place. And she's like the mother. (laughs) All the guys depend upon her to make sure they have the parts for the scheduling and, most important, for the customer service that keeps the customer coming back. And she loves her job now. She is in charge. And she is with a national company that has shops all over the U.S. And as she grows and matures, she now has an avenue available to her to make changes in her life if she wants to. She can consider moving to another location because there's a shop in that city too. And now she has a work history and experience that is her ticket to total freedom. She sees that we steered her in the right direction. And at 24 years old now, she has bought her own car. She pays for her own car insurance. She pays for her own cell phone. She also has a horse and pays for his stall and board at a local barn. She's independent and self-sufficient. She pays taxes and doesn't need any public welfare of any kind. But rather, she pays taxes into the system that provides public assistance to those who are not free yet. Because if you're on public assistance of any kind, you are not free yet. You are still a slave, being controlled and paid for by Whitey. I believe it's not too late to start to right the wrongs that are associated with racism in this country. First, we repeal the 14th Amendment. This just has to be done as fast as possible. 
And then we set up trade schools for black students taught by black people. Schools where black people can learn how to fix cars, how to be plumbers and electricians, to do landscaping, to cook and to paint and do construction, concrete work or word working, cabinetry, tile work, put on a roof, clean hotel rooms or houses, drive a bus or a cab, handle money and work a cash register, computer skills, bookkeeping, secretarial work, clerking. There are hundreds of these types of jobs available. And going to school would set up the disciplines necessary to work at a job, like going to class, being on time, getting your assignment, passing your tests. And the leadership would be blackface to blackface, not whitey still calling the shots. And also I believe all black girls would need to attend a special school that teaches them about having sex and taking precautions because I believe that it is totally the woman's responsibility to make sure she doesn't get pregnant. The 78% unwed black mother birth statistic just has to stop. So they would be taught the basic skills of the mother, and they would be taught the responsibility of being a woman. And the black woman would no longer be a single mother. Those two words should never go together. Single and mother? A mother is part of a dual system of being a parent. Talk about civil rights. A child has the absolute birthright to have a mother and a father who have planned to have that child and who has made all of the arrangements for that child to have the best possible chance in life. You know what? A male bird and a female bird get together, and they first build a nest in a place where there is an abundant food supply. You know, Jesus said that he went to prepare a place for us that where he is, we could be also. Well, that place is knowing your own individual divine sovereignty as a son of God. And the mother and the father birds prepare a place for the female to lay her eggs And then the two of them sit on the nest, taking turns. Mostly the female sits, but the male gives her a break daily and brings her food. And then they feed the babies together. And together they teach the baby birds that they can fly. No bird is born knowing how to fly. No bird is born knowing how to build a nest. Everything and everybody on this planet learns by doing. First you have to learn, and then you have to do it, because that's the way it is here. And to continue to look to someone else to do it for you is the path to failure, depression, and desperation, poverty, sickness, and death. And finally, black people should live together in their own communities, enjoying their own unique culture of music and art and food and rituals. And black people would have their own businesses, just like the Chinese and the Japanese and the Italians and the Koreans. And black people would hire black people. There can't be any screams of racism if there are black businesses and black banks and black realtors and black teachers and black schools. And they shouldn't think that they have to get away from the ghetto 
but rather begin to think in terms of transforming the ghetto into a beautiful place of homes and gardens and schools and churches that are a complement to their culture, not a place to have to flee from in order to be free. Black people have been unwittingly manipulated into thinking they are inherently unable to succeed unless Whitey does something for them. And this is a terrible untruth. This is the United States of America. Every single person who has ever come here from wherever in the world will tell you that this is the greatest nation on earth, that this is the most desirable place to be than any place else on the globe, and where there is the most freedom to be whatever you want to be. This is true for everyone, even the black person. If I was black, I would decide today to no longer be associated with a stagnated, unevolved culture of degradation and failure. I would decide today to take my place as a U.S. citizen with all the rights and privileges granted to me. And I would take a first step toward my own individual freedom no matter what anyone else around me was doing. I would step forth into my own divine sovereignty, and little by little, step by step, I would go forth into life, liberty, and the pursuit of my happiness, unbounded by any previous conceptions or cultural biases of the past. Let it be so. Amen and so be it. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.